Everything is Earned podcast. I'm your host, CLE Tallboy, or Mike, as some people call me. And I am Tim, aka It's Contagious. Sometimes it's contagious, but it's less contagious now that you're not sick. So we just got everything that are contagious. Like, apparently, um, you know, trusting players that have some character issues. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what, what I could be referring to on that, but there's definitely. Josh Gordon, Dream Hunt, um, Callaway? Uh, Kendricks, Mario Kendricks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Callaway. So there's yeah. some people there. So in today's episode, we're going to cover the whole Kareem Hunt thing. Obviously, the Browns signed him. And then we're also going to talk about the beef that Baker had with Arian Foster on Twitter. Uh, and uh, then we're going to get into a little bit about the Cavs and what happened with the trade deadline. And then what we've added and how do we feel about the new look Cavs and what we're going to do going forward. So we're going to jump right into the Kareem Hunt stuff. Obviously, Kareem Hunt has character issues there's the video out there uh he got released from the chiefs you know it's a it's a lot to unpack here. this season so lots unpack here uh, initially tim what are your thoughts with the the transaction i think uh this is an unpopular opinion but i like it um i'm a fan of second chances um he did make one mistake um he did make one mistake but I think everyone's entitled, depending on the situation, to that second chance. And I think if you look at all the evidence, and if you're John Dorsey, if you've done the intensive research, and he said probably about a dozen times in this interview today about the signing of Kareem Hunt, um, then then it's it's more than, than warranted. Um, based off the talent he has and the potential that he could fit and the dynamic he, ha- he could uh, potentially have in this Bonds offense with Duke, Hunt and and Chubb as a kind of a three-headed dragon in the backfield there for uh, for the kitchens. Three-headed dragon—that's kind of a new thing. I mean, the Browns fans are used to or have throwbacks to Mac and Biner, and then today's Biner, modern Biner and Mac. Yeah, well, no Mac and Biner. That's how people say it. And then and then currently in football, we do have some running back tandems as well. Kam- uh, Alvin Kamara and and uh, Mark Ingram is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think you have another. Uh, uh, triple like, three-back uh, combination over in New England with uh, Woodhead, White, and Sonny Michelle over there as well. Yeah, they, they, there there are some really tough you know, running back teams. All over in Atlanta, we have uh, Delvante Freeman and who's Tevin, the other guy? Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, yeah, he's tough. He's tough. But I think I think Coleman's actually a free agent after this year. So we'll see what, how that all shakes out. But... Okay, so here's where I land on it, and you can reference our earlier podcast. I think it's kind of an unnecessary move. You have Chubb, you have Duke Johnson, uh, and you bring in a guy who really is it's kind of a PR issue, if you ask me. Like, you're bringing unnecessary drama into a place that's very positive, and going forward, it has a very positive vibe to it. And you're not. And not only that is, you're you're going to irritate a lot of the fan base. I'm gonna let you finish what your whatever your thought is, and I'm gonna destroy your argument in a second. Okay, but here's my second thing. From a football perspective, you can't deny that Cream Hunt is going to bring a lot to the Browns' backfield if he can play. Now we have no idea how long he's going to be suspended for. Whether it's going to be six games or eight games or whatever the NFL does, they don't have a consistent measure of how to punish these types of situations and that's one of the things the NFL gets horribly wrong is they they their punishments all over the board 
It's not consistent. It's not consistent at all. It is basically kind of a popularity contest, and how much is that player going to affect its ratings and its profit, its overall revenue? Uh, minus the suspension or, or the question mark that we don't know what it's going to be yet. I mean, even if it is 8, 10, 12 games, all you really need them is for the, the latter half of the season. All you need is, is a little bit of rhythm to make the playoff push, which I think the Browns will be in position for 10, 12 weeks into the season. Um, and then you, you've had recent um, teams, uh, the Rams are the most uh, recent one, that make these big market kind of questionable decisions with these like uh, these players with character issues or, or these like kind of dirty players in the past, like um, Marcus Peters is one of them, and then you have the most notable one is Ndamukong Su, who is who is like put off as this like very dirty player who does who, who like take uh, like uh, dirty shots at people and kind of a selfish kind of like um, boneheaded player that doesn't really like he clashes with the teammates doesn't really get along inside the locker room um, and then they made a Super Bowl one because they they put all the characteristics aside and they just cared about winning. I think that's what kind of John Dorsey's doing over here, similar over in Cleveland, is he put all the crap aside, and I think he actually knows Prima's uh, hunt a little bit as well, because he kind of was GM over there in Kansas City, so I think he has a good relationship with them as well, and kind of definitely did his research before before making this move, but uh, winning's on the mind, and I mean a playoff push, and maybe a potential deep one, um, as they more and more optimistic and excited. Um, for that season. Well, here's the thing, though. So, it is a very low-risk move because even if, say, Duke or Chubb gets hurt, you know, we'll hope they don't get hurt, you do have additional depth, and I would I would probably take Kareem Hunt over most practice squad players or players that are going to be left on the bottom he of the roster. He had over 1,000 yards in 11 games. Yeah, and 14 for the, touchdowns. And 14 touchdowns for Kansas City last year before yeah. we got ways. So, I mean, there's obviously... He's dynamic. There's going to be some things that have to go into place. But we've, we've learned with Dorsey, he has stuck to his guns in terms of how he's handled these character issue players. And he's been consistent with it. Right. So Josh Gordon was gone for lying. You had Callaway, who had you had some issues. That, but they Over been, his tronsel, the, the tickets, the, the gun parts over, over his trunk. Right. And he, but he was honest with them. And since then, he's had no issues. And Callaway's, you know, done pretty well, you know, within the organization. Surprisingly, we saw from the hard knocks. Um, I think Hugh Jackson, uh, one positive thing I'll ever say about Hugh Jackson, I think he handled that situation, with at least with John Lewis, he well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think just the, the overall upside is just far greater um, than the downside. Um, and yeah, if he is a problem, then you cut him. It's no big deal. You still have Duke. Um, and Chubb, and you still have um, Mon- uh, Hill as well. Mon- right, Hill. so I think it w- at the end of the day, it's important to, to realize that you people can make mistakes, but you can improve and be a better person and and be um, be remorseful for your mistakes. And this might not be pop- popular either. Um, I'm not condoning um, hitting women or violence of any kind. No, it's not. Um, but... I, I see it was definitely instigating uh, instigating him, and they're both definitely not sober. Um, so your judgment's impaired and all that stuff. Um, so so you got to keep cream out the club, man. Just keep yeah, out you, the club. Give him structure. Yeah. Give him structure. That's what that's that's what um, Diamonds all didn't have. Too. That's what uh, Justin Gilbert didn't have in the in the previous regime. Yeah, but this is different, man. You it's can't be hitting different. women, man. It's it's you got to have structure, and you can't be nothing good happens at two a.m. No, Nothing no, good no. happens at two a.m. One a.m. Major one a.m. <laughs> 
And and for if you're Callaway, nothing good happens at the Strongsville. Right, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> ultimately, a lot of upside there. So uh, we'll be interested to see how things develop and uh, how they how they happen over the next few months here for the Browns. Um, so moving on to the whole Baker and uh, Arian Foster thing. I know everyone on uh, Cleveland Sports Twitter and Instagram and everything really enjoyed the the reposting of the Baker dance video over this past uh, past week or so. And uh, Arian Foster, former running back for the, uh, the Texans Heads and, and Dolphins, and Dolphins, the the made sense of it. The Cleveland Browns posted uh, the video of uh, Baker Mayfield dancing. Um, it was it was a uh, wiki like uh, photo shoot or whatever. Um, and, and yeah, he was dancing whenever, and he posted, uh, your quarterback would never. The Cleveland, the official Cleveland Browns Twitter. Yeah. Um, and, and so Alien Foster quoted that tweet, and Jan said, uh, our quarterback would never. Right. Not could never. And so Baker goes, uh, I respected you before this. I get it, dog. You're too cool to show any personality. Everybody's different, though. No need to speak on it. So, I mean, ultimately, I like Baker kind of clapping back at him because, you don't uh, you don't come at people just just to start stir up stuff. Like you, you want it for the drama, you want the response if you if you're Alien Foster. Um, and I I love Baker, um, kind of with the regime, kind of with Baker. I mean, it's consistency. If he's gonna be aggressive and he, he's gonna have that those antics, keep it consistent. And I see there's nothing wrong with this. Um, it's, just, it's playful. It, it, it's in his is well within his mantra. Um, definitely to kind of snap back and say, hey, like, I show my personality, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, I'm going to be who I am, and that's, that's and a great part message. of why, why Cleveland loves him so much, because he's not phony, he's being, he's being his genuine self, way off the way off the season. And here's the thing, though, you can only do that if you can play. You can't act a fool and, and like, get away with it if you can't play. So, yeah, Baker everyone can go do, it off. Baker do what he wants, You're because cool. he's, he can play, Nick and, Young, and he can lead teams. Javel McGee. People that can't play. People that can't play. People that can't play. Yeah, or or Blake Bortles. Can't play. Yes, Blake Bortles. Oh, yeah, he talked about how good he was. He wasn't very good. They're going to draft a quarterback, by the way. Cam Newton. The Jaguars. They need to. They should trade up and, and, and uh, draft Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, do you see that Stephen A. Smith said that Dwayne Haskins is mostly a runner? That was really funny. Yeah, well, then he got he got made fun of on Twitter, and then he, had, he felt the need to comment back about it and say that, like, I just call it how I see it. it not, not I made a mistake. Not that he didn't realize he watched he zero. Didn't, he, didn't see, he didn't see any any highlights. He just assumed that he was he was black. It was bad racist, honestly. He, that he was he was a black quarterback. That was the only, the only thing he could do was in fact run, which is complete opposite of what Dwayne Haskins does. He's a pocket passer first and foremost. He had like a hundred yards rushing for the season. It wasn't maybe a lot. maybe. <laughs> I mean, you just need to look at his like half. You need to watch like thirty seconds. It. And you'll know he's a thrower, not a, not a runner. Yeah. He, he was thinking of JT Barrett, and he totally messed up. Well, you know, a lot of also. Other... Why is JT Barrett not in the uh, yeah, the AAF, the the new league that just came out over the weekend? Because he is his ego is too big. I don't know. I would watch more of isn't it. He, isn't he with got... the? Isn't he a backup to the the Bills? Oh, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he had cut. He's like not in the league, bro. Okay. Like, the AAF needs legitimate players to have names. He doesn't be. have. Christian. Yeah, speaking of names, uh, Trent Richardson uh, is in that league. Yeah, he's not doing it for me. Neither is Christian Hackenberger. His. Uh, Christian Hackenberger. Yeah, his. He's playing for Minnesota something or other. His Baltimore division is still so, so bad for him. He's playing for the Ironman, the Birmingham Ironman. 
okay. Charson. He had the he had a touchdown. Have you seen those names? Too. It's so generic. It's like it's like if you went on Madden and you like typed in like, like the like the the, 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 the randomized yeah the, the randomized name that you boom that you do and all right that one that's cool. But uh, on on the positive side, they're doing a great job marketing that league. Like that league is marketed really well. So and it was a huge hit on a quarterback. Um, by the way, all the stuff we're talking to, we'll have links below in our description. Um, so if you don't know what you're talking about, you can definitely play down it. Uh, and find out. And get informed. Yeah. Yep. Get informed. So, all right. So last thing here on the agenda, the Cavaliers. Now. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. And last thing on the agenda. So the Cavaliers. Uh, they had the trade deadline, you know, come and go, and they made a couple moves, and um, you know they brought in Marquise Chris, brought in Brandon Knight, and then they picked up Nick Stauskas off of waivers after they traded him. After they traded for him and then traded him away. Poor Nick Stauskas got traded like three times, Four times in like a day and a half. Yeah, I think I, I already bought a, um, a mansion in, in Stoneville. I wouldn't doubt it. it's a great place to live. No, no, before before he had traded to, to Houston. That's fine. And, not, not, and what, what, if he's, what if he put up on the market like after he got traded to Houston? And then he came back to Cleveland. He's like, just kidding. I mean, he literally was here for like a day. And then they're like, see ya, Saskis. He played tonight. He did not play well. Um, he, he, was just, he, was just, he was just moving a thousand miles an hour. He was trying to force things let instead of let it come to him. Um, and that's, that's, that's fine. That's, that's, that's normal to try to we uh, try to force your way in, into a new team and try to find a rhythm. Um, yeah, he was like two, two for nine, I think, total, and two for seven from the from beyond the arc. Yeah, um, that's all right. They got to win though. Yeah, we did. We we won in the uh, the battle of the tank. Yeah, uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, one hundred seven, one hundred seven. back. He was. He he helped immensely. We had like a, a champion, a uh, multiple time All Star. It makes helps the team. We, yeah, like guy who passes the ball well, rebounds extremely well, we spreads, been, we spreads been, the floor, and makes good decisions on offense. We would have been right if he was healthy. That he would, that the Cavs would have made the playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. The Cavs would have absolutely made the playoffs. If, if Love Jail would have nearly um, kind of went off the walls if Tevlin was there. No, Jail would have not been off the walls. Ty Lue could even possibly still be here. Yeah, possible. Uh, I, I honestly also I, I, Larry Drew is not an upgrade over Ty Lue. Yeah, I was about to say I I bashed Ty Lue hard, but um yeah, uh, Larry Drew kind of looks lost out there. Um, he has really no command over the team. And he hasn't really hasn't really made his presence felt. He hasn't really developed any players, put anyone in under his wing, or like really done anything. He's playing it safe, man. He's playing super safe. He, yeah, he's just trying to keep his money, not get fired. Um, I don't know if he really wants to coach outside of this year. I, I totally report that he's kind of he's kind of debating. Well, I, I yeah, that's probably why they're starting to look for the coaching search because he said he's played it super safe. And he doesn't seem to like. He didn't seem to do much of anything during the games. He's not a great. A great, a great the only thing he's done well is he's, yeah. he's not played sex and done during closeouts. Yeah, that's that's definitely the best thing he's done. Um, but he might talk less than Colin Sexton does. No, yeah, which is really annoying. When the head coach. It's wildly obnoxious. So ultimately, you from the from the traded line, you get Brandon Knight, who I think could revitalize his career in Cleveland. He's been shooting well. I mean, he, he, yeah, he's he's a guy. He nice three stroke. For, yeah, three for three last night against, against Indiana, and he was three for four at both uh, from downtown. Uh, so he's he's six for seven. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, Eighteen points shot over, two, nice. over two games with on with uh, only 16, 12 minutes played in both of those. He's got nice handles too. I like his handles. 
He's a skilled. Yeah, he's a good player. If he had, if he had a if he had a better mentality on him, he would be I'm a better thinking, player. I'm thinking I'm thinking like a Sean be a, Livingston he, type revitalization. Like you remember how the Cavs brought Sean Livingston back from Or like Green? Danny Green, how like he was nowhere until San Antonio. Uh, yeah, but Knight, Knight had all his potential and signed a seventy million dollar contract, and then uh, he got and he couldn't get healthy. Well, he tore his ACL, man. It sucks. Yeah, he had, he had done that a lot. They got and they got infected in the off season, like like this past off season. They had to go in and do a clean up surgery, and it's like he's been battling through it ever since. The, yeah, this this new Cavs team fits so much better than the first what fifty what fifty some games fifty. Yeah, games. honestly, looking at the game at night, like when you bring, when you plug Jetty in and you ch- Thompson back in, this roster isn't bad. It's yeah, it's pretty decent. It it should snag the seven eight. If yeah, if it if it was healthy, and you know, fifty seven games. Yeah, yeah. You got guys like you guys, guys like uh, Marquise Chris, who I know you don't like, but I think he has potential. He's been making shots. It's his, weird. His three ball looks good. I mean, when you I have mean, the freedom to shoot a three ball, like pull it, boy. Like like make it happen, man. And he had a nice little game. I mean, even Nance started started pulling threes. I looked at his game two tonight. Three tonight. I Fourteen at, points, yeah. twenty two minutes. Yeah, I looked at Nance's three Seven night, rebounds, and he was he was pulling with confidence. He oh, Lily, yeah. Lily, had a had a, a season high of what fifteen rebounds, and he had ten offensive rebounds. Yeah, he had ten. an animal game. Uh, I don't know if he, he spoke with Thompson, but it looked like he did. Um, he just really used his his vitality um, and his energy better than I've seen him since he came to Cleveland. That's good. And it's a great sign to see. I like it. So, I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of potential going forward with these Cavs. Um, I'd like to see these young guys like Chris. But don't about Chris. Um, if you've seen any of them since him coming to Cleveland, his his decision making with the ball, around the ball, having the ball in his hand is, is very questionable. It's it's lazy. Kevin's and going to help lack of desk. Kevin uh, Tristan, lack of days to at bats. Kevin Tristan will not let him get away with that. I hope not. Speaking of which, love was having so much fun, and not because of the team they had, just being back on the floor. He was laughing. He, he, he was laughing like he was with like he was with like LeBron or something. He's plus. He was plus thirteen tonight. That's big. Oh, love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nance had sixteen rebounds. Yeah. Ten off. Love played sixteen minutes and he had fourteen points, nine and, rebounds. And can Holy we talk about? Crap. Can we talk about Setson one more time? Uh, the announcer just waved again. How he had Setson had a great game. Uh, he was seven of twenty-one from floor and he shot eight threes. Only made two. He shot eight threes. If you didn't see the game, the Knicks played a zone uh, the entire second half, which uh, the Cavs were confused by mostly because Sessa doesn't understand basketball. Um, and you had Delhi that just kind of just kind of doesn't move very well, um, and he kind of holds onto the ball too. But he, he definitely understands how to how to disrupt a little bit better. Delhi had six assists and Sexton had three. That's not a good. That's not what you want. Sexton. Yeah, but he played 39 minutes today. Can we just move him to the shooting guard role already? Can we play Do we move him to the off the bench? Sis man? Yeah, that's whatever they want. And start Scousers? I want I want I want Scousers to be good. I think Nawaba's has got a lot of potential too. He's he's he can be a great role player. He's, what did I say the other day? 27? 26. Yeah. He can be a great role player. There's a lot on this Cavs roster that I think can like can like fit somewhere. We talked about weird non-tradable players uh in the previous episode. Uh, and yeah, I think oddly David Noel is one of those people where you don't really want to tr- players where you don't really want to trade unless they like have a great value because he's one of those teams and one of those players that when you do turn it around, 
he's one of those vital players off the bench that made uh, it makes everything cohesive. Can you imagine if we had Nawaba during LeBron's run? Like, I just think he would he would have given you an extra piece, like to go attack the Warriors instead of the a tattoo list Clarkson. Yeah, like if you'd had Nawaba, oh, oh, Rodney Hood. Yeah, if you had or, taken Nawaba, Jay Crowder, Nawaba would have taken one of those guys' minutes. I mean, you. I would have discussed this over too. And you would have been in much better shape. But I also went to Hanson. I would love Hanson during the ball. When's run. he coming back? Never. Uh, he just got his cast off. I think a week and a half ago. So okay. So soon, but not soon. Yeah, maybe by the end of the season. I don't know. Maybe by beginning of break? mid mid March. Who knows? Probably wrong. Well, so honestly, I think the Cavs have a lot of potential here, and, and I Hanson. feel better going into the offseason I did like maybe a few weeks ago. Uh, not that I, not that I like. Well, we got a lot of value. Props to Kobe Altman, which I, I don't think value highly of, and he possibly made the worst trade in Cavs franchise history. But this season, he he has eight pits for what Kyle Culver, George Hill, Rodney Hood, and Alex Burke. Uh, that's pretty good. Two since those second rounders, two of the first. Yeah, that was great. I really like what he. he and did. yeah, he he, he did swapped get... out um Hood since and, making... and Burke. They don't really fit. What we're trying to do well, and it's kind of an older system, the mid-range kind of slasher mentality to Nick Stoutis, Chris, um, and uh, Brandon Knight, who are all kind of more three-point shooting, outside shooting kind of players. They're going to make this an aggressive team. That's what's going to happen. I love the length. I've been dying for some length on this team yeah. for years. And I think Chris has that. He, he brings that. Um, and so does Henson. So... Yeah, there's a lot of potential, and I really think that they're in a better position. And like you said, like Kobe Alma did a great job. I don't think it erases the fact that he, made, he messed up the Kyrie trade so horribly. But oh, that that would that would never change the fact. It's the worst that, trade and that will be a permanent stain on his resume for the entire tension uh, as GM in the league. Right, exactly. But ultimately, a lot of potential going forward, and there might be some interesting Cavs games to watch here over the next couple months. So. We'll, we'll stay locked in and we'll, we'll keep kind of keep keep tabs on them. Hopefully, we'll finish bottom three still, so we get uh, Barrett or Zion. So that's my hopes. But anyways, uh, that's kind of wrap things up here for this episode of the Everything Is Earned podcast. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys and what you want to talk about. And as always, everything here in Cleveland is on. Thank you.